0: Two, one, go. go! Jesus, there was quite a delay there. Let me try again. Three, two, one,
1: go. go! Yeah,
0: that was fine. What the hell were you doing last time? You having a nap there?
1: I don't know. Having a fucking nap? I think that you were out of out of tone, out of beat, out of time. Three, two, one, go! How's that? <laughs> Would you have been able to keep up with that? Probably.
0: Psychic M- Matrix man over here. Yeah. Always knows what's going on.
1: Do you find that sometimes your mic arm doesn't fold the way you want it to?
0: Uh You do have to wrestle with it a bit, don't you? i right, trying to think of
1: it. what you're talking about. No, not really. No. Like it doesn't fold you back know? enough. I want it to be like inverted.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's a remarkable piece of engineering, really. But yeah, it's a bit of a struggle to get it to where you want it to go. And then if you've if you've not got it on the stand, it'll just if you've got it folded in half, you can hand it to someone. It will just unfold itself really quickly like a weapon. Yeah, it just. Yeah, hold this. <laughs> oh Jesus!
1: Yeah. It's uh, that's the thing that has always confused me about the mic stand is, what is it about the base that it plugs into that stops it from being such a violent little shitbag? Uh, Swedish engineering. Is it Swedish? Is Road
0: Swedish? I have no idea.
1: Feel I like think, it is. Oh, I think Rhodes is actually in uh, where the fuck is Rhodes, Greece? <laughs> rode microphones. Uh, oh shit, Australian.
0: My bad. It's just because they've got one of those. That funny, it. Got one of those funny O's. You know, with a line through it. Thought so that doesn't. That looks pretty Scandinavian to me. Yeah, Australia. That means that if you had it upside down on the table, it would be really dangerous. They can't use rode microphones or microphone stands in Australia because they're lethal. People die over here, though. It's fine. Because we're the other side of the um, equator.
1: What was your science teacher's name?
0: Um, Dr. Mr. Man.
1: Alright, he did well.
0: Yeah, I always thought he would be a good one. Now I'm in Jaden, FBI.
1: Victor Goddamn Sullivan. Look at the win. Solid Snake. Commander Shepard. Morden Sullis. You're listening to PlayStation. 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 PlayStation Radio. Radio. Radio UK.
0: This is PlayStation Radio UK.
1: This is 97.1 FM, you're listening to PlayStation Radio UK. It is five minutes until five, and it's a Sunday, the 22nd of my... My... My favourite month. Uh, I'm Simon, and that's Ben. I swear you've made that joke already. Yeah, but I'm going to make it until it's not fucking me anymore, so you better just get used to it. (laughs) Okay,
0: okay, alright, settle down there, little man.
1: (laughs) Hopefully we get one more episode in so we can do it on the, like, May 29th. (laughs) (laughs) ninth Such fucking
0: anger from this guy today. I've only been talking to him for ten minutes, and he's complained about six things. Six? More like three. And he makes it sound like it's life or death. When my TV turns on, it makes a noise, and I hate it. Why don't you just turn on and not make a noise, TV? What is that about? It sounds like the basis for a really shit stand-up routine you're working on.
1: Edinburgh Fringe, uh, get your tickets now. <laughs> what is it with TV remotes? They're just, I mean, they're rectangles. <laughs> I would pay to see that. So what what have you been doing? Anything?
0: Well, last weekend, I went to a birthday party at the Tower of London.
1: Oh, that's a very fancy mm. shindig. I
0: know, my mum's cousin, who is turning 60, is the governor of the Tower of London, so he actually lives there. In okay. like a, a proper nice house on the on the grounds. I can't remember exactly what it is that his job entails, but I think he introduces the queen to people, and he's in charge of security and stuff Wait, is, like
1: that. Is he the guy that introduced the queen and was like, um, "Oh, this is the this is the woman that had a really bad experience with the Chinese," and then the police women had no. to say, "Oh, those Chinese,"
0: <laughs> and <laughs> no. the
1: queen had to say something, "Oh no, not oh, the yeah. Chinese. <laughs> they were they were frightfully rude." Yeah, but it was the guy that introduced I thought it was the guy that introduced her to the Queen that kind of made everyone have to acknowledge it. You could have (laughs) just said this is such and such. such.
0: Is where he introduces the Queen to people, so not a problem.
1: So yeah, went there
0: for that, and that was um, quite nice, and uh, then they they took us to the Crown Jewels
1: exhibit when everyone Mm. else, all the
0: Hunters had gone home, so we could have a look round without tourist rough.
1: very nice. I didn't think you could get any more English, but you did. Yeah, well, there we go.
0: I've got different levels. I can turn it up and down. Uh, so next time you come and stay, if you come and stay, Captain, I don't have a job, but equally, I don't know what my availability is because I don't have a job. Well, I've got a job interview coming up. Oh, another one.
1: Yes, another. Where is it for?
0: Oh, actually, I don't want to say. You don't want to say? You
1: want to it's say? Uh, well, it's SSVC who did the... Uh, oh, thank God! Thank channel. God there
0: were more letters after the first two. <laughs> <laughs> it's with the SS. SS T V Sig <laughs> hail, etc. Uh but yeah, if you if you come down then um we should go to the Tower of London get us in. Yes. I look at stuff. Um
1: so we'd get an exclusive tour at the Tower of London.
0: I don't know about exclusive. I don't know what they'd be able to set up. We wouldn't have to pay. That's for damn sure.
1: There's a guy that works at Westminster or something or other that listens listener, to the podcast yeah, and wants to give us offered. a, a yeah, tour. I'll
0: go for that. We'll, I'll dig up your email and find you. Don't um, let you forget that you offered that service. But how was it? The Crown Jewels? Yeah. I've been I've been before a long time ago, but I couldn't really rem- remember. It's just... It's, it's al- almost so many precious stones and jewels in the crowns that they almost look fake. Like, you could buy one in a pound store because it's just glittery, and it's like, no, these are emeralds, these are rubies, you know, the the, the horrors that the, the British Empire must have committed or has committed in order to get this shit. Like, diamonds the size of, of the palm of your hand in the centre of crowns and stuff. It's, well, it's it's incredible.
1: Diamonds are really hard, okay?
0: Yes, now, they are.
1: if you think about someone being in some kind of country and they're just digging a hole, making a little sandpit or whatever.
0: Sure, yeah, that's and
1: what they hit their shovel on it, or they stood on it. That would really hurt. So I think that what the British Empire did was to remove those dangerous objects from different countries so that everyone was a little bit safer. Did them a service? Exactly. Yeah. Despite the fact that the Indian
0: <laughs> Premier recently asked for their stone back and Britain said, no. And then they said, oh, okay and uh yeah what did they expect though i don't know i don't really know but it's just a big whole great big awkward conversation for everyone (laughs) isn't it really so well i didn't take it from you yeah but it's ours though well come and get it (laughs) and it's it just (laughs) could go on for hundreds of years it's ridiculous really but um yeah just unimaginable wealth looking at it uh bearing in mind that most pop stars in the states have more money than the queen does uh but they don't have the kind of shit that she does Although it's technically not hers, but, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah.
1: They kind of have amazing. to pay bills, though, and everything as well. And-
0: yeah, well, some of them do. Taxes, maybe, sometimes, depending on where they're living. But, yeah, um, yeah that was last weekend. On Friday, I had my birthday. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, happy How birthday, Ben. Thanks, Simon. I've already said uh, I have a birthday.
1: It's not your birthday now. Yeah,
0: you didn't need to repeat it, did you, for the show?
1: <laughs> That's fine. Happy birthday, Ben. Thanks, Simon. <laughs> How was it?
0: <laughs> it was all right, actually. Um... I, I booked the day off work and, and I just ate way too much pizza and I had cake and just played video games all day really it's amazing
1: just do what you can so that you don't get another birthday
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I want to try and end it before the next one ideally <laughs> it's just an inconvenience uh, but no it was really good and um, and and I'm off to oh I posted you the ledger suit Larry you've got that now right it the is disc here. And the manual. I will be
1: shopping for a frame tomorrow to get it all set up <gasps> and um, I, I think I know what I'm going to do and how I'm going to make it Yeah. and I will send it back down to you and you can film yourself opening it and, and get your reaction on film and this, we'll stick it up on YouTube
0: This is the box for Ledger Suit Larry which I will be taking on Tuesday night to Video Imposter Ben's house
1: to blow Videoing up Videoing that as well, yeah Yes. I, I, I want you to be safe though that sounds like a really dangerous thing to do I'm going to
0: film it from like 10 inches away
1: Close up, slow motion
0: Yeah, Exactly, but I I haven't worked out how to zoom my camera, so I just hold it very close.
1: Well, you could just set the iPhone on slow motion behind something close to it, behind like a sheet of plastic or something. You can do
0: slow motion, can't you?
1: Yeah, on the on the, on the iPhone six, you can anyway. And then you could okay. you could actually just leave your iPhone there, and hopefully it won't <laughs> it won't blow up the phone.
0: That would um, that would be very irritating. Maybe put yeah. it in a Tupperware pot or something. Yeah, keep it safe. Uh, but yeah, no, that's me. I'm I'm off this evening to go and see that new X-Men film. Don't know if it's going to be any good. Haven't heard anything about it, to be honest. No, me neither. Didn't even know it was out this week.
1: Is that a Marvel thing? It's a it Fox is. thing. It's oh, Fox. It's, it's, it's a Marvel yes. superhero, but it's done by Fox. Yeah. Because it seems weird that they'd released that so close to Captain America, whatever mm-hmm. this one's called.
0: Yeah. That Captain America film was uh, was good, actually.
1: Yeah. How do you say that?
0: Yeah. The, the, I don't know how good this is. this one's going to be. I loved First Class in this sort of trilogy of prequel x-men films if you will i loved first class i wasn't too keen on the second one and i don't know how this one's going to be it's got a load of uh, a load of appalling advertising tie-ins have you seen some of these no they're all over buses at the moment two of them are adver- shilling for sky broadband which makes no sense because they're american and they're saying we should just get sky broadband it's like why oh why shit. would you
1: why would you do that One of them was um,
0: Wayne Rooney, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's that's the one I was going to mention. There's a fake advert. Well, no, it's not a fake advert. It looks like a fucking fake advert. (laughs) Where they're in that chamber where Professor X puts his little helmet on and he can scan the world for mutants and he's got a few of them with him and he's saying, I want someone who's extremely fast and they say... Well, what about Anthony Martial? He's pretty fast. And they start going through all these Man United footballers. And it's like, no, I was thinking I was thinking of Nightcrawler. And he says, now I need someone with exceptional leadership. He like, said, well, what about, uh, what's the guy with the laser vision? Cyclops. And he goes, no, I had a different mutant in mind, actually. And then Wayne Rooney swaggers in and goes, hey, how's it going, Charles? And <laughs> it's just fucking shit because they haven't even got the actors to do it. They've of all got people doing impressions of the actors and then they've really? roughly cut it together so you never see them talking.
1: It's it's bad of all the man united players that they could actually get to join the X-Men. I mean they went for one that looks like a fucking mutant but yes. He doesn't But not have a good much kind of mutant.
0: <laughs> Charles um, Charles Xavier's school for gifted youngsters only has sexy mutants there. Only sexy mutants.
1: We need someone that has sex with old women and looks like a big toe.
0: Yes, we need someone who, <laughs> next to him, we will look good by comparison.
1: <laughs> Get Wayne is.
0: England Captain Shrek. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go see that. I'll let you know how it is. Cool. What about you? What have you been up to?
1: Yeah, not much, other than that interview coming up. Um, I haven't really been, been doing much, just enjoying the, the sun, enjoying the weather. You know, I said last week that I've I've been in the sea before.
0: Yes, as bait. Um, for because something way bigger.
1: Because you said it's never hot enough up here to go in the sea. I was in the North Sea yesterday. Did or you fall off a boat a couple of days ago? No, it's just that's the the beach up here, um, and I just ran into the sea. Just just wanted to escape it all. You (laughs) ran from the
0: car down the beach, Ah! ripping off your clothes and throwing your wallet around like, I don't need these mortal possessions. (laughs) Bounding into the sea like a dog.
1: (laughs) There's only one way to run into the sea, and that is on all fours.
0: Okay, (laughs) (laughs) As fast as you can go, head down.
1: (laughs) Otherwise, you get that awkward feeling where your legs are in the water. But the minute the water goes above the waistband on your swimming shorts, it's too cold.
0: Isn't it weird how you could happily get your balls right in in the sea? And that's, that's not pleasant, but it's not as bad as getting your lower abdomen in the water. Yeah. That's horrible.
1: Yeah. So all fours, that's the way to go.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going to say it's it's awkward when you're not doing it on all fours because everyone else is doing it on all fours and they think, look at this guy, this bipedal bastard
1: walking <laughs> into the sea like a weirdo. It's because most of the people that go to that beach are from Dundee and they they haven't evolved to walk on back <laughs> yeah. legs yet. So they're just they haven't got arms; they've just got four <laughs>
0: sets of legs. Four sets of legs—that'll be crazy.
1: So but shall we spider. talk about
0: games yet? Yeah, we can do that. Cool. Let's do it. Games, game of the week, games, it's going to be uncharted. Before we do it, son, before we get into this, because yeah, yeah. dun dun dun, Captain Controversial has an opinion, <laughs> by whom I mean you, obviously, because I like to go with the flow, I'm easy going. i got a, I got a wheel on the back of my head so I can recline all the way and just be laid back all day. That's really odd. Yeah, I don't really, if you hadn't tweaked. I've played <laughs> other things.
1: <laughs> what have you played?
0: Uh, I played that there Rocket League a bit last night.
1: How online. is it? Basketball, hoops.
0: Yeah, I've tried that. It's really fucking hard. How are you meant to save that shit? Oh, yeah. How are you I meant to you save can. that shit? I don't like it. Don't like it. I think It's a stupid game for idiots, but I still like Rocket League. Um, and on top of that, you know that PS Plus game, Tabletop Racers World Tour, I think? Or yes, something like you that?
1: planned it yet? Yeah. Yeah. Is that your one hundredth and one or no? Hundred
0: and second platinum.
1: Uh didn't take me too long,
0: but there are some there are some tough races in there. You have to do all the races and get three stars on each one by beating certain scores and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. it's not a case of Well, what am I what am I doing wrong? There's got to be something I'm missing or there's a cheat I haven't enabled or there's something I haven't upgraded on my car that's making this difficult. And it's no, you've just got to literally just got to get good. You've got to do it again and again until you do it right and do it the best that you can. And it's quite refreshing to get a platinum that requires you to actually put time into it and be good at it. Uh, but big thanks to my former piss partner from the NHS for. and for new listeners. I'm not going to give you context. Um, uh, James who, who gave me a hand with boosting the multiplayer trophies because you have to win 20 online races and the servers are not great if you want to join races legit so you can do it in private games and we did it that way Awesome. Uh, but yeah a pretty good game and also a Platinum Dark Souls 3 as well uh, yeah. just secondary. Uh to,
1: to Platinum a game that requires effort <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I think it was a matter of hours after you did actually because you got all your rings didn't you
1: Uh, I did, yeah. Pain in the arse trying to get that um, nameless king. He's the guy that's up in Archdragon Peak. Mm -hmm. um, And and having to beat him on New Game Plus Plus just to get a ring that's behind the boss fog at the end, like after the boss, that was a pain in the arse. That was probably the only difficult bit about any of the New Game Plus runs. I think that maybe it was even a bit too easy on New Game Plus. And some of the bosses would have been quite challenging, but I'd beaten them all solo to begin with so I'd only play some of them solo yeah like um, Crystal Sage that was one that I didn't solo on the first time through on solo. and I couldn't couldn't find anyone to summon yeah. to do that one so I beat that on my own on New Game Plus but I reckon some of the harder bosses would have been really challenging but the actual levels and knowing where the bonfires are oh, I could just sprint there yeah. sit at the bonfire I mean I must have finished New Game Plus and Plus Plus in 10 hours
0: yeah you really can just fly through it I yeah. uh, I spent a decent chunk of time a couple of days ago giving the producer a hand with his platinum as well. So I I ran through the rest of uh, his new game plus with him, basically the entirety of it, just to help him through the bosses. He needed to get the rest of his gestures and stuff. And now all he's got to do is farm the covenant items, which isn't going to be fun for him. But uh, he's got everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, fantastic game. Dark Souls 3. Looking forward to the DLC whenever that comes out. Absolutely. Far Harbour. Have you had a chance to play that yet? Fallout 4.
1: Yeah, I've been playing quite a bit of that. So it's the obviously the, I think it was scheduled to be the last DLC, but what they they kind of changed their minds and then upped the price of the season pass. Mm-hmm. So for me, I've went through this before. I've explained this before, but I got it before the price went up. So I got it for like twenty quid or something. Yeah. It was a really good deal. And what I didn't know about this DLC because obviously everyone knows it's set on an island which is separate from the Commonwealth, and everyone knows that there's a storyline there. Mm-hmm. and it's mostly, it's like the story-based Fallout DLC, and it's quite a, a big chunk of DLC. Yeah. What I didn't know was that it was adding more settlement things. Um. So the last DLC, Wasteland Workshop, added a big cement structure that you can build. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you had steel, you had wood, and then they added the concrete. So you've got the three basic materials that you can build with. And this one has added um, sort of like a wooden barn. Right. So you've got these wooden walls that are painted red and you can put on roofs, finally, that are not flat. They're like normal triangular roofs with an apex. Ah, OK. Um, and it's really nice. I feel like now that we've got that and some extra stuff, um, most of the extra decorations and stuff like that is sort of um, based around Far Harbour, so like buoys and like fish containers and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm working on a water treatment plant at the moment, so all of those are really useful. Um, and it's just, I feel like now we've got enough that you can combine all those and make things that really fit into the Fallout universe. Whereas before, when Fallout first came out, it just kind of looked like there's a wooden shack that must have been built using the the sort of settlement creator. Um, but now we've got so many materials that it's just really, really good. Excellent. Um, so I've been done it doing a bit of that. I've also went to the island which is a nice storyline so far. What's the what performance
0: they... like? I hear there may be issues.
1: Yes. Um basically the the kind of the crux of the story is that there's an island with fog. Mm-hmm. And inside the fog is nasty wee beasties and they're going to try and kill you. Yeah. And so the fog um is a bad thing and you sort of want to try and get rid of it I guess, find out what's making it. I guess that's sort of part of the storyline. Mm. But, as anyone will know that knows anything about video games, Fog is inherently CPU intensive or GPU, whichever one it is. Yeah. And that means that there's a lot of slowdown. The frame rate really struggles at points. Um, and because the Fog is where the enemies are, it always happens at the worst fucking times. Mm. Um, now, what I want to say about the Fog, first of all, is that it looks really nice. It's not just a case of they've went into the, the sort of behind-the-scenes programming and just, like, up to the fog by plus 99 or something. There's obviously a bit of that fog in the distance where you just it's just, like, flat fog. Yeah. But most of it is sort of, like, centralised and and sort of, like, dips in the land and it kind of, like, flows about through the the sort of low areas in the ground and it looks really nice. But it makes playing the game without using vats really fucking hard. Hmm. Just difficult to shoot at people without missing because it stutters a bit. Um, so that is disappointing.
0: So the fog so is so f- devastating. It it even seeps through into real life as well.
1: It does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like smoking. So so deadly. You're going to have to clean your walls after you play this DLC. Two spoops. Um, so what I would say is, so far I'm only a couple of hours in, and I think there's a good sort of like seven hours here in this DLC. Mm-hmm. Is apart from going between locations, the frame rate is fine so when I get to places that I'm going to be doing fighting like maybe like a harbour it's fine when I get to somewhere where I'm going to be going loading into an area like a dungeon to talk to people it's fine there but those those occasions when you're walking between locations it does get annoying Um, so whether you want to wait for a patch or just play it uh, that's up to you I don't really I don't mind too much I mind because it's annoying but it's not annoying enough to stop me playing Right. Um, it's still playable um, but having said that, it could get worse. I don't know. I'm hoping that if the story is to get rid of the fog, I can just kind of fix it by getting rid of the fog. Yeah. Um, hopefully that's that's what the story is. But really the main story so far is some uh, woman goes missing and you get sent along with the Valentine detective agency mm-hmm. to go and find her. Your favourite. Um, yeah, and Flux Ambassador, one of our podcast listeners, he's in the community as well, he's quite active there. Is uh, he sent me a message and said, make sure you take Nick Valentine with you. Um, and that's a good job we did, because I had like a robot from the last DLC with me. Mm-hmm. So I took I took Nick Valentine with me, and it turns out he's got a lot of unique dialogue. Not oh. just because he is an investigator like you, and you're going with your partner, but also because of certain people he meets there, which I, I won't spoil. Right. But so far, really good storyline. It focuses a lot on synths again. So there's that sort of, like, are you a synth, are you human kind of thing. Um, and there's a nice sort of look at the children of Atom. Um, sort of faction, yeah. Because I'm not sure about previous Fallout games, but in in, in Fallout Four, they were pretty much always hostile. I, I think apart from one location, they just make you right? Um, I was thinking in the the radioactive sea or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. There's like a child of atom there that doesn't fight you, but most of the places they just kill you. Yeah. Um. So it's nice that they're part of this, and and. What I've heard is that you can have a peaceful resolution to this DLC. It's not a case of like the main Fallout Four storyline, where pick a side and every other side's gonna die. Yeah. Um, I think this one's a bit more sort of realistic and lets you play some diplomacy. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I would recommend it. I think it's good.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Okay, let's move on to Uncharted Four then. Yes. I finished it yesterday i finished it too thoroughly enjoyed it um Mm -hmm. there were a couple of moments that i found a a little bit annoying i think we are going to do a spoiler cast at some point we were going to do it this weekend but we've run out of time so spoilers anyone who's who we're not going to talk about spoilers now obviously but anyone who's finished the game and wants to email in spoilers discussions contribute to the spoiler cast in any way give their opinions their two cents on whatever we're about to discuss now feel free to email in we're ready to receive you and um yeah finished it off yesterday really liked it um i was about to say something spoilery then but i stopped myself (laughs) simon so that's good uh and i'm now pushing for the platinum i've got two or three more chapters left to collect all the treasures on and then i think it's just some multiplayer stuff so nearly done
1: yeah have you played the multiplayer yet i haven't no okay so that's something we'll talk about in a future episode as well
0: yeah
1: um so what did you think of, of just the the gameplay, the story, without spoiling anything, you know.
0: So, we discussed the the gameplay before, and I know you have had some issues with shooting, which I'm sure you're going to go into in a minute. Yeah, I I really like the shooting. I find that, and I know it's probably realistic in this sense that when you're when you're getting shot at, your aim goes all over the place. Yeah, so I when think there's that a load of enemies, a it's large very of... difficult to shoot.
1: Yeah. Them. Um. That's a large part of what I don't like about it. And right. I think you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's
0: realistic, but ultimately it detracts a little bit. And again, I'm not sure if this is specifically what you're going to be talking about in a second, but there are a couple of points. I know we were at a similar place in the game yesterday when you texted me saying, this is really annoying me. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm really enjoying myself. And then I think I stumbled headfirst into the same section (laughs) that you did and then thought why am i dying over and over again this Uh is ridiculous i'm not having fun (laughs) and this is taking me out of the experience
1: you see that's i didn't expect you to say any of this because you were kind of before the show a bit apprehensive of me coming in and just talking shit on uncharted i want to set the level here okay i love uncharted i love the storytelling it's refreshing to play a game that isn't shit okay but that doesn't mean I'm not going to pick up some some of the points that stop it being at a level of perfection that I think The Last of Us was. Yeah. So, full disclosure, I am not hating on this game. But. But, I hate it, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> but it's stupid, and I hate you all for liking it. So, yeah, exactly what you just said then. There's a point in the game where suddenly the shooting mechanics don't feel fun to me. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to get you to test something here. Okay. If I if I want if I was to ask you to describe Nathan Drake, yeah. what would you what would you say?
0: Um, he's got lovely hair. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's got some good belts, and uh, he likes those long sleeve shirts. But in terms
1: of his character, not not the way he looks.
0: Mass murderer, treasure hunter, rogue, charmer, um, hero,
1: legend. <laughs> All these things... Sex icon. Dis- sex icon. Um, huge walloping dick. Of all These <laughs> these are all things that you'd describe Nathan Drake as. Sure. Now, that resume. means that when I head into the gameplay side of things, um, and just purely the mechanics of it, I want to play the game and feel like all those things. Right. Now, the problem I have with the, the gameplay is that when you get to those points late on in the game where instead of actually designing clever levels they just have spawning enemies and random doors all over the place it doesn't make you feel that way and you end up playing most of that gunfight in black and white and my problem is i don't feel like a badass i play uncharted to feel like that yeah um whereas what i was doing was i was getting to the end of those gunfights not by in the most fun way creative way or anything i would just get into the end of it so it was over and then i'd see maybe some of the like little things you could harpoon onto and like swing about and i'm thinking you know i I wish this was a game where i could use those mechanics and stream together some awesome combos and feel really cool yeah but i don't
0: yeah i mean this this kind of uh gameplay where it's die and learn from your mistakes i think it works far better with the last of us because it is everything is fucked Mm -hmm. and you could die at any moment and if you do anything wrong you're gonna die this he's joking and laughing and he's swinging around and then he's getting shot and he dies. And then he you come back and you do it again, you're swinging around, you're laughing, you're shooting and then he gets blown up by a grenade. And it's like, yeah. "Uh, okay. Um I I feel like this whole dying over and over again and learning from my mistakes doesn't really fit with what Nathan Drake is."
1: No. I mean, that's exactly it and that's something I was going to say as well. That I was planning to say this episode is that The Last of Us is hard. And you'll sit back from when you get to a room with enemies and you'll think about what you're going to do. And if you don't succeed, that's fine. And I played that game on Hard to Begin With because when I play a game like that, I want to feel like the character's going to feel in peril, Mm -hmm. afraid, um, like his life is hanging on the line. But Nathan Drake shouldn't feel like that Mm because, like you said, he's an adventurer with a big walloping penis. Yes. He should not feel like at any instant he's going to die. He should be swinging that thing around. He should, yeah, he should be swinging on those things using his penis. Yeah, he just should be like swinging into his people. Hand and then yeah,
0: flinging it at the the pole and then yeah, swinging around on it.
1: And so I feel like in the and this is purely the, purely the late stage of the game where it starts to feel like this. And most of the game I wasn't really having any problems.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I got to a stage where I actually went into the controls and I thought, is there something I'm doing wrong? Is there some kind of mechanic that makes this easier? Mm-hmm. And I found a mechanic, which means that you lock onto enemies.
0: Oh right, okay. It's very difficult to get headshots in that mode.
1: Well, I found that because, well, like you said earlier, if you're if you're if you're free aiming and you get shot, you then can't aim at them. Yes. This eliminates that, and you just hit. Um, you just hit them all the time. And there's a trophy that this is a good tip for you. Right. There's a trophy where you have to finish with seventy percent. Accuracy? Oh, don't worry.
0: There are there are cheats I'll talk about in a minute. There are exploits. Because oh, okay.
1: I was going to say that shit. that might help with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but sure. it made it too easy for me. I, I'm i not wanting to play a game that's too easy, but I do want to play a game that makes me feel like a badass. Um, in this particular kind of game, I want it to make me feel like that. And it doesn't. And I feel like they've also acknowledged that problem, and they've said, well, we don't want it to feel like you're stuck behind cover. Because that is like the ultimate feeling of a third-person shooter. When you're just stuck behind cover and you're popping up and that's it. So they've made all the cover destructible. They've made the enemies chuck grenades at you. And I feel like I don't know the maps enough that I just end up running around like a headless chicken, running into enemies because they're spawning out of all, all kinds of corners in the room. And they've all got so much health and then I can't shoot them because I'm getting hit. And it's just like, I get angry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and sh- if if we take that a bit further in the fact that um, there's something that's never really made sense in the Uncharted game is old Quippy Drake hanging out with mm-hmm. his uh, you know with his best mate with his brother with his wife all that sort of stuff and then and then they just casually kill twenty people and then carry on going like nothing happened exactly at yeah. least in the Last of Us when you bash someone's head into a fucking brick wall Ellie goes what the fuck.
1: You know? Well, yeah, and you see the characters change over the whole story. They get they get less and less, I don't know, they get less they and get less... They get
0: desensitised to it, don't they?
1: Yeah, yeah and they just get becomes, miserable, basically. It just becomes
0: yeah. yeah, part of what they do. But I'm willing to accept that here only because of, not that it was a troubled development, but you know that Bruce Straley and Neil Dropman took over from Amy Hennig. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned it briefly last week that it did feel like they kind of had the baggage if you will of the rest of the series that they have to work with here there's yeah. actually a there's a trophy for killing a thousand people right and the name <laughs> of the trophy is Ludo Narrative dissonance which is okay. actually a term i think it was it's it's exclusive to games but you could apply it elsewhere if you wanted to where basically it means that the gameplay is in stark contrast to the plot and the theme of what you're meant to be doing so you're a guy who's retiring from this life, increasingly as the game goes on, he doesn't want to be there. There's stuff that's dragging him away. He's being, you know, tormented by these emotions and feelings of the various people that he's around and stuff like that. But still, he's killing all these people. And I think they, by naming the trophy that, they at least acknowledge that, yeah, we know it's kind of ridiculous, but this is uncharted and this is what you do. This is is what we have to do. You know, it would be weird if we changed it at this point.
1: Well that's my thing is is it started at the point when you're in like a mansion and you're stealth killing people. You're not stealth putting them to sleep, you're stealth snapping their necks. Mm-hmm. And that isn't something that they had to do. That is a difference in animation. Yeah. Um and it, and it's like that the whole way through where if you're doing stealth kills, which another mechanic I want to talk about is the stealth. There's trophies for finishing areas in stealth. So yes. it must be hard, you know. It's um, I, can
0: I very quickly talk about that before you carry on with your point? Sure. There are a couple like that. The only reason they're difficult, because you can follow videos and it's absolutely fine. You just take certain routes. The only reason they're difficult is that if you've got another player, another person with you, usually, you know, your brother, Sam, sometimes he will cheekily snap someone's neck when you're not looking. He should not engage them unless you unless they see you and then he'll start firing back but sometimes he'll sneak off and he'll break someone's neck and you won't know and you'll play through the three chapters you need to play through in stealth and the trophy won't pop you'll be like what the fuck was that oh it's sam he's going killing again
1: yeah but my problem with stealth is is, is isn't to get with the trophy it's just that i want to not have to have a gunfight because i wasn't enjoying them later on in the game
0: yeah i quite liked avoiding them sometimes if i could yeah. do
1: well there's a, there's a lot of long grass and it always feels like oh they want me to stealth. Mm. So I always I don't think I did one gunfight without starting stealth. Yes. Yeah. For most of the game. And what I found was I would inevitably get seen and I would get seen whilst I'm surrounded by enemies because I tried to stealth. Mm-hmm. And then that would put me on the back foot and then I have all these problems with cover and getting shot and then instantly it's yeah. black and white and I feel <laughs> like I'm not good at the game and and that that's the whole the loop of that thing I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. So that's my problem with the stealth. The other problem is that you're always killing people like we were talking about. You're never putting them to sleep. You're never just hitting them in the back of the head. They might wake up later. You're killing them. You're twisting their neck around. So I don't like that. And it's because of what you said. You've got this grounded story, more so than in any of the other games, where these there's these sort of like nuanced character emotions and, and there's story arcs and it doesn't fit at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything at the end of the game, but if that person at the end of the game knew what you'd done, they wouldn't like you that much.
0: Ludonarrative narrative dissonance, man.
1: Yeah, but that I feel that's a that's a cop out because they could have at least bothered to make these South African enemies that uh, called Shoreline that you fight the whole way through. Yeah. They could have villainized them. They, that's that's a that's a very common. Story mechanic. It doesn't help that books, you're overhearing in... them
0: talking about, like, as if they're people. It's like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, have you ever that's... seen
1: this stuff before?
0: No, man. I once overthrew a government, but nothing like this. Yeah. It's like that's exactly these are it. people, and you're only going to snap yeah. your neck and shoot you in the balls and then the face.
1: So, so um, Star Wars, Darth Vader. You know he's a bad guy. He's choking people. He's dressed in black. Um, look at any any other book or game or film where there's an where there's a a baddie, and mm-hmm. they will do something horrible in the first, like the opening of Act 1, because you need to know that guy is evil so that you are rooting for the hero to kill them. None of that is in Uncharted 4. And like you said, not only that, but they have these conversations that make them human, (laughs) that humanise them. They're talking about like random things that you'd overhear anyone. And when you think baddie, you think Darth Vader. When you think hero, you think soldier. And these guys are dressed in soldier's uniforms. We western civilization do not find soldiers as evil so they've really fucked up there it's not like you're saying about this little narrative whatever dissidents or whatever mm. it is a mistake i think it is a huge glaring mistake that right. these people that you are slaughtering are not in any way villainized
0: i i totally understand where you're coming from and if
1: you do examine it yeah it is weird because
0: literally they're evil by association And that's it. You never see them doing anything particularly bad. The only time you see them is that they're shooting you. And even then, it's because they're being paid to shoot you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I never actually noticed or thought too much about it as it went through. And I suppose maybe that was the assumption is that, well, they're never really going to question it. And if you do question it, you're right. It kind of falls apart a bit. But for me, it it didn't take me out that much of the
1: experience. Uh, But that's the thing. I wouldn't question it if it wasn't for the main story being, for example, any game... I probably won't bother questioning the story because most games' story fall to pieces when you even begin to analyse them. Mm -hmm. But like we said, this is now a game, we said this last episode, this is now a game from the studio that made The Last of Us, and that's probably the best, most refined story in any video game that I've ever played. Mm. So you get to this one, and they're trying to do a similar thing. You sort of have to analyse it a little bit. And I feel like, I feel like this is the game where if you take all those gunfights out, it's a better game. That's what I felt. I felt like whenever I got to a gunfight, it was a chore. I was missing the exploration. I was missing the story. I was missing the level design of being able to see where I'm going, traversing through this world. And then I'd get to the sort of macro level design of, oh shit, there's some barrels I'm going to have to take cover behind. And I'd think, I don't want to. Hmm. I just want to do this game. And obviously that wouldn't sell and that's not popular and, and I, I don't for one minute think that they should have done that because it would be like suicide. Yeah. But it makes you realise that these characters almost behave as if those gunfights aren't in the story. You know, he gets to the end uh, and I almost spoiled something. I can't say that.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. It goes straight into a cutscene and like, ha ha, jokes and poking fun at each yeah. other and so on. But even, you just kill people.
1: Even then, in the cutscenes, he doesn't kill people. He's a completely different man in the cutscenes, in the story. He is very adverse to killing people.
0: Can I quote something for you quickly from the game? Yeah. Don't worry, they won't kill you. It's not their MO. Yeah. uh, They fucking will. Yeah. (laughs) How many of of your guys have we killed?
1: And that's something that's always been a little bit of like, oh, yeah, everyone says that because it's it's been in Uncharted forever. Hmm. Not when it's this sort of story-driven. And I, I really... I feel like all the gameplay stuff I've said, that is my two cents. I like a very different kind of game from a lot of people. Right. And if you just like putting on a game and just playing it on easy mode or, or just you don't care about the way that it makes you feel, or you, you don't think that you have to feel like a badass when you play Uncharted, you like the challenge of it, then you're going to love it. But I feel like this side of things, with the story and the gameplay that are, are so at odds to each other, and I picked up on it a bit last episode, but when you play the whole game you kind of realise these gunfights are like from a different game, just shoehorned in. It really makes me feel like this is nowhere near the level that The Last of Us was at. And it's nowhere near, for me, the best Uncharted game because of it. I feel like it's okay, got the... I
0: totally disagree with you there. I, th- I think it's well, by far the best Uncharted game.
1: That's the thing. I think it's got the best exploration. It's got the best storyline. It's got the best character development. But I'm, g- I'm going to judge a game on everything, not just those things. Because then the shooting and the set pieces of the other ones, they were my favourite bits.
0: What would you say was your favourite Uncharted game then? Or the best one even?
1: I've always said 3, but 2 was good as well. I liked, I liked the storyline in 3 more.
0: He, I'm fairly sure he kills more people in 3 and 2.
1: But that's what I'm saying, is it doesn't matter because it's not that grounded storyline. Right, I, I can I can sort of let it go. It's just a game. Whereas this is trying to be more than a game. It's trying to tell a story that isn't in games.
0: It's just a perfect just storm for me. them, though. That's the problem: is that they've got these new guys coming in who who are fantastic writers, clearly, and they know how to make a good game. But there's, st- and I don't want to say stuck because it's a great franchise, but mm-hmm. they they are stuck with what has come before. They can't really if they radically yeah. changed it to fit with the with the new plot and the new Nathan Drake and that sort of stuff, it wouldn't be an uncharted game. And that's the problem. Uh. And I feel like that's, their hands were very much tied in this sense. I still think they've done an incredible job. Oh yeah. And it's, it's a fantastic game. It's my favorite uncharted game. Um, and, and I think it's it's absolutely brilliant. There are issues where if you pull threads, it does fall apart. And that happens in all games. There's a bit in Uncharted 4 where you're pushing a little cart up a hill with a couple of other people and it starts to roll down. You have to jump on it and get up. And then they say, oh, great, how are we going to get up now? And they're surrounded by crates and things that they could easily stack up yeah. like you have done earlier in the game. But they don't talk about it because you know it's a game. You have to, you have to forgive some of these things sometimes. They can't be airtight.
1: Yeah, but, well, I mean, obviously I understand that. Where I'm coming from is, if I look at Uncharted 2 and 3 as like 9 out of 10 games, I'm saying this maybe for me would be like an 8.5. So I'm not saying, oh, this is such a shit game. <clears throat> I'm, I mean, if, if I was to take all the gunfights out or, or make the, the way I thought could have solved it is these areas with gunfights, there's less enemies. And if you stealth it, it can be like Metal Gear Solid where you don't kill them. You put them to sleep. Mm. They could have made it possible where you can f- finish the game without killing anyone. Like, because you can do that in so many Metal Solid games. That for me would have been the way to solve the difference between the story and, and the gameplay. But if they had done that, or if even if I just played it and not didn't have to do, have to do a single gunfight, for me it would have been my favorite Uncharted game, because the like I say the um, the storyline based on pirates, which you kind of gave your your t- your two cents on last episode. Right, I, I loved. Um. This, the characters, I thought, were much better than ever before. Um, the level de- design was great. The sound design was great. It was just that one thing for me that held it back.
0: Well, there we go. There Although, are our opinions. You got yes. more
1: to say? One thing that I forgot to say. Are we not fucking past QuickTime events yet? Nope. I hope you like pressing triangle, motherfucker. I, I actually went into the settings and I changed it so I only have to hold triangle. Oh, you can change that? Because every time I got to it, I was like, for fuck's sake, Naughty dogs <sighs> This is so bad. old. See, then are fucked another if thing. they
0: do, fucked if they don't in that regard. Because if you approach it and it's a cutscene, people would complain. If you had to do yeah. like Heavy Rain style things where you had to move the right stick in certain directions people would complain you put tapping triangle in people complain you know it's 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 difficult it's one of those game conundrums where where it's very difficult to solve in an interesting way
1: yeah i mean i don't have a solution for it but at the same time as yeah a game, there was a lot, thinking, triangle, lot of triangle sake. in that game i actually um, genuinely think there was more um tap triangle than there was gunfights i genuinely <laughs> well, think that you
0: certainly i can guarantee you press triangle more than you pressed that one Guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, or fantastic that, yeah. game. Both enjoyed it for the same reasons. Maybe me a little bit more than you. But let us know what you think. We are going to talk about it in depth. We're going to talk about that ending. We're going to talk about all sorts of other stuff. But we want you to be involved as well. So send us an email chips at playstationradio.co.uk. Speaking of that email address, Simon. Yes. If people email that, they can be involved in the next section, which I think we're moving on to now.
1: The news. Well done. <laughs> Do you want to be involved with the show in some
0: way? Send us an email to chips at playstationradio.co.uk. Follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK. Or go to our Facebook page where we regularly ask for your feedback. It really is that easy.
1: And leave us an iTunes review, you bastards!
0: P.S.R. And, uh, Questions a about you.
1: Lillipops.
0: The Lillipops. Thanks, Lillipops. Lots of questions. <laughs> Let's hop straight in. Continuing, Simon, with our discussion last week of Battlefield 1's trailer. Now, just to reiterate, before we read this, and I want to read this whole email in one go, and we can talk about it at the end, okay? Okay. Both of us agreed. A. We weren't saying one war was worse than another. B that World War One is relatively untouched in games, and so they need to treat it with respect. And C, we are excited for Battlefield One and what they can do with it. Those, were the points it, those that we're are making. the
1: things that you're picking apart this email uh, with before you've read it. So
0: again, I feel like, and th- this is Seb who emails in, who who was the catalyst for the slightly more in-depth discussion we had last week on the subject. He's emailed in, and he says, "Good afternoon, gents. The Battlefield One trailer." I see you take it very personally. Now, the thing is, for you, this war is holy for one reason or another, but for others, it may be the opposite end of the spectrum. Let's look at games about American natives, for example. I'm sure they couldn't care less about World War I and probably wouldn't like bits of, let's say, Assassin's Creed III. Now, going back to the trailer and the game, this is Battlefield, and it won't be a story of human suffering. This is an action game, and one directed to rather casual, to a rather casual part of the audience that don't care about the topic. They care about the gear they can use to get their kill-to-death ratio up. And the trailer was a success because of the quick action sequences and the choice of music. It would never work with the stuff from Valiant Hearts. Yes, it would. And the... hang on. And the music. I literally cannot see how that music is offensive. I don't think it was jolly at all. It was heavy. And I'd say the Valiant Hearts music could be received the wrong way by some. It's all very subjective. Just to show you how subjective it can be, I think Valiant Hearts could be drawn better. The whole style was ridiculously comical, in my opinion. And how does that suit the topic? Going back to the first sentence, I think you're taking it a bit personally, and I get it, we all have our triggers. For me, it was always your mum jokes. Most people would take it and laugh it off, but I could never really go. But I could get really over the top and aggressive when someone threw one at me. But this was very personal, and I don't think everyone should share my opinion. So, gents, please live and let live. I personally love how they cut the music in the video, and this trailer is the only thing that made me want to buy this game, even though I hate any setting apart from present-time warfare in first-person shooter games. It's very late, so please excuse my writing style. I hope it will be easy enough to read. Keep up recording my favourite PlayStation podcast. Cheerio, Seb. Okay. Right. um, (laughs) Well... Valiant Hearts, let's talk about that very quickly. I love Valiant Hearts. It has a it has a cartoony art style. I think it worked. Seb well, doesn't think it worked.
1: I don't, uh, did Seb play it, though? Because if you just saw the art style, you might think that. But it's about more than the art style because it tackles bigger themes and it's quite emotional. Mm-hmm. The things where it fails are creating a comical villain. Antagonist. It didn't have yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I disagree with that. I disagree with most of the email, to be honest, but I don't want to sit and pick apart someone's argument like that. What I would say is, we did say, and I I still stand by the trailer being a very good trailer, Mm. if it was about something that had never happened, it would be awesome. It still is an awesome trailer, and and most people will just look at it as, it's a trailer. But you mentioned the Holocaust last week, and I don't want to get into the Holocaust because it's meant to be a game podcast. Right. But he mentioned that he mentioned how uh, one of his family members, I think, was sort of saw it firsthand and can can sort of told stories that he, obviously it's a very awful thing that happened in in history. Mm-hmm. And he then says in this email that it's aimed at people that don't care about World War One and it's an action game. But well, you could do the same thing for the Holocaust game, aim it at people that don't care about the Holocaust, and make it an action game, and just give it the, you know, get it a jail free card. That's not life. That's not how things work. You have to be respectful about things. That's all we're saying is this game has to be respectful. It doesn't matter if it's an action game or a puzzle game or a genocide game. You have to be respectful.
0: Yeah, that's and that, that's why I wanted to make those three points before I read that. Because I want to be perfectly clear with people that we, we're not shitting on the game. We're very excited for it. It just is a topic and a war that is almost untouched by games. There are some games that have gone there before, some terrible games that have gone there before. Yeah. Um, but they need they need to treat it carefully. They really do. And that's all we were saying. And for us, the music raised some concerns.
1: Yeah. And that's what I there mean, is to it. A trailer is a sort of, it's the first chance that a studio gets to show the audience where they're going with something. And if that is the way they're going with the whole game... And we said last week, hopefully it's not, hopefully it's just like a sort of marketing department thing, then it could be disappointing. <laughs> but that's us and we're you know, if you if you if all you want is an action game, go and play Doom. Go and play something that isn't based. You don't have to base a game on a real war. In fact most games nowadays don't. Most of them are going futuristic. So
0: yeah, we did have a couple of people who reached out as well since then that I haven't actually put in this list of, of questions, just general feedback. Some people agreeing with what we had to say, some people saying that World War 1 has appeared in other games. Like it was in uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which is set in London. Okay. There's a bit set during World War 1, during some bombings and stuff and um, it it looks like it's it's pretty well handled, but again, you know, that's that's a domestic setting. That's not actually in the trenches. That's not on the mm-hmm. front line. Uh, and there
1: wasn't too much bombing in World War One anyway. No. It was mostly like blimps or whatever they're called that exactly. were bombed.
0: Yeah, precisely. Next question, Simon.
1: Yes. Uh the next one is coming from Big Rich. And he says, A up. Is that how you say that? A up? I've I think he's, just I think he's from Yorkshire. A... Oh right, okay. I've just bought... <laughs> that explains everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just paused the latest episode of the show during the PSR Q&A to stand up for poor little PlayStation Plus, which is getting a merciless kicking from you and the other listeners. When I bought my PS4 last year, I hadn't planned on taking out a, a Plus subscription, as I don't really do that much online gaming. I signed into the store to buy MGS5 Ground Zeroes, which was 15 pounds at the time. When I noticed that if I was one of the Plus one of it was one of the Plus games of, of that month. I was going to pay fifteen pounds for the game anyway, and thought it would be quite likely that I would get at least twenty-five pounds worth of decent free games at some point during the next year. So I signed up for Plus, and wasn't wrong. Now he kind of breaks this down a little bit <clears throat> as to what he, where he got that twenty-five, that extra twenty-five pounds worth for, or, or more than that. So the first one is Rocket League. I would happily have paid ten pounds for it. Limbo, surprisingly charming game. I would have paid about five pounds for. Flame over. Just had a go on this other day, and it's surprisingly good fun, especially on Vita, definitely worth £5. Tabletop Racers, that was one you were mentioning, Ben. Yep. Good little racing game that reminds me of Micro... That's why I said Micro Machines, and uh, I can play it with the kids. £5. Tropical 5, if they had promoted this as a flash sale, down to £10, possibly even 20 as an exclusive plus discount, I think I might have bought it, and that is a great game. Um, so he continues... Yes, I know there is a lot of chuff spewed out on Plus, but I have absolutely seen value for money from signing up and don't at all feel that Sony have shortchanged me for my 40 quid. We ain't getting AAA games for free, Sony would be mad to do this, just accept it for what it is and enjoy the unexpected little gems that appear gradually over the course of the year. In other news, Simon always speaks really highly of The Last of Us, so on his recommendation, I've been playing this recently and I've been absolutely gripped by it. Um, how up to date am I I think I'm almost at the end now and I've enjoyed every minute of it good shout guys right I'm going to get back to listening to the rest of your lovely podcast ta Rich
0: and that's Big Rich 84 on PSN if you want very quickly Simon Tabletop races. you can play it with the kids but it has no local multiplayer so it oh, seems like a so I don't know how you take turns um, right okay for me Simon yes we've been you and I have been PlayStation Plusing for a while yeah we've seen what it was like on PS3. Mm -hmm. And it didn't always give away the latest AAA games, but holy fuck did it give away a lot of AAA games, you know? And we're not necessarily... Well, at least I'm not complaining that I don't think it's value for money because you do get a lot of games. They're they're worth money, obviously. That's how games work on the PlayStation Store. That's not what I'm complaining about. I'm complaining about the fact that I'm consistently getting games that i do not give a fuck about and yeah i gave tabletop races a go and i actually really enjoyed it and that may be the case for other games as well but it's not the kind of game that i really want to play and i know i have no control over that and i know that there are AAA games out there that i won't want to play either but i feel like the quality of the games on offer has really slipped in the past year or so at least since ps4 came out And it's been long enough where they can afford to start putting some of this other stuff on. All they need to do is cut back in certain areas and they can afford to put this stuff on. I don't know if they're going to radically redesign it and unveil a newer version of PlayStation Plus at E3, perhaps, because the service hasn't got any better. That's for damn sure.
1: (laughs) Well, the thing is, it's like you said, he's obviously coming this from the angle of someone that never had Plus the way it used to be on PS3. And then when PS4 came out (coughs) for us... Obviously, there wasn't many uh, PS4 games out, so they couldn't give you an, an awesome game every month. And we've kind of accepted that, but it's been, what, two years now? Yeah. Is it almost three years? Nearly. It's been a long time, um, and there is enough games now. There's uh, absolutely enough games to put some good ones out. I mean, you mentioned Rocket League. Wasn't that on Plus ages ago?
0: Yeah, that was in the first year, I'm um, fairly sure. If, if Limbo PS4.
1: was a PS3 game. We
0: had that on Plus, I think, on PS3 a long time ago
1: flame over didn't that used to be like a playstation mini or something
0: ah it certainly looks like one
1: um and yeah tabletop racers that's all right there's been a, a couple of other good racing type games or car combat games tropical 5 for me is the big one mm-hmm. it's like a disc-based game that is worth a, like you say probably 20 quid or more 25 quid and that's a really good game but it's so obvious when you look at the fact that they're still giving out ps3 games they're still giving out PS Vita games, no one wants that fucking shit. Even people that have a Vita will acknowledge that it's dead. People are not using it. Apart from people that do the official blog cast who work at PlayStation, no one gives a shit about Vita anymore. It's dead. No No one uses it.
0: I've I've got a PlayStation TV, which you can get for a fraction of the cost of a Vita. You can get for like fifteen quid, even less pre-owned. You plug it in under your TV via HDMI. Use your DualShock Four on it. Put a little. You have to buy a memory card for it, which is the only expenditure really. And then you can play any Vita games that you may have missed that you want to play, like Persona Four Golden, which is amazing, and mm-hmm. six pounds in the sale at the moment, I think. And all the shit that you've got on PS Plus, you have access to that entire catalogue as well. So there are places you can play it. But it is consistently just games I do not care about. Yeah. Flame Over. I'm not going to fire up my Vita for that. I'm not going to fire up my PlayStation TV for that either.
1: And if they if they sort of... If they got rid of the PS Vita and PS3 stuff, all I'm saying is they'd have more money to have better stuff for the PS4. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and and for me, the PlayStation TV was a... It, it put me off buying it the minute they said it doesn't have Netflix.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. the they, point in that? I don't know why they haven't done that yet. Um, I can see how PlayStation Plus may look like a fantastic deal for newcomers to it. My cousin, who didn't have a PS3 but has a PS4 and a PlayStation Plus subscription so he can play online, when I told him, when I asked him if he had downloaded or tried this month's PlayStation Plus games, he said, what PlayStation Plus games? He had no idea! So for people in his position, it's going to be incredible. He's getting more games each month he didn't even know he had access to. That's amazing, and that's brilliant. And of course, getting games with your subscription to play online is amazing. But ultimately, the online hasn't improved since PS3, and the games have gotten worse. So really, for those of us who have been around for a while, it's getting pretty frustrating. Yep. And there we have it, moving on with PlayStation Plus, Video Imposter Ben. We all know by now how much Simon adores PlayStation Plus games. How does he feel knowing (laughs) that after a few months since receiving just the first chapter of the unproven and fairly dull episodic adventure Game King's Quest, that the same chapter has been released on all platforms for free? To me, it seems to highlight just how wank that particular month was for the selection. The fuck was that?
1: It's a cat. Is that a real cat? How do you deal with a cat when it does this Bring noise? Your, do this. I don't know how to make that noise. Just, just put your, put your lips together. And it sounds like an inward fart. Do it. <laughs> I think he wants out the door, so I'm going to open the door and give it a, a hard. What's kick. his name? Um, Oscar, I think.
0: Oscar, I miss having a cat.
1: Well, you going to have this one?
0: Really? Are you cat Ow. people, listeners? Do you like cats? I prefer cats to dogs dogs are too high maintenance
1: the
0: fuck out Simon loves cats
1: okay I'm back hey yeah so I think when that was announced as the PS Plus game of the month I think we actually said usually episodic games the first game is free the first episode's free so why are we getting this as a Plus game yeah um, usually
0: they bundle them all together and release them in one collection for free like they did with season 2 of The Walking Dead
1: yeah, I mean, for, for the plus, guys that least. make King's Quest, all that means for them is that suddenly this little game that wouldn't have had much attention was getting tons of attention because it was a plus game. Mm. And and what does that mean for the people that were getting plus? Nothing. We, we were getting shafted again. So yeah, that pisses that me off and I didn't actually know it was free. But it's not surprising. I mean, why would you make the first episode um, cost money when you could just make the next four cost more money? So that people are more likely to play the first episode, and if they like it, they'll buy the rest.
0: Yeah, and if they're That's... like six pounds, uh, six pounds yeah. an episode or whatever, push it up by a quid, and you've already made your money back on the first one you're giving away for free. Exactly. Uh, next question, Simon is quite a long one. Do you want me to read this, and then you get the next one?
1: Yeah, because I, no, I, I can't no, read that like long
0: questions. I've actually zoomed in on the document so I can read it without going. What does that word say? <laughs> <clears throat> long time listener first-time caller. I have finally submitted an iTunes review, having just purchased my first iDevice. Having listened for over five years, I felt I certainly owed you a review after the many, many hours of top-quality gaming advice guidance and a great deal of laughter. I completely agree with your concerns over Battlefield 1. Your treatment with the Valiant Hearts audio made for quite an emotional video. I hope Ben is correct in that this seemingly, seemingly tasteless trailer is purely down to overzealous marketing department looking to make an impact. So there we go. That was one of the people that I was referring to. I, I was trying to find it by scanning the list of questions because I knew someone said something. But there we go. Spoiler free, uncharted comments. Have had great fun with Uncharted and have finished the game. Would appreciate a spoiler podcast to hear what you thought of the story when you were done. I won't discuss details here, but I left having thoroughly enjoyed the well-written plot and fleshed out characters. I was exhausted by the tension of some of the awesome action sequences. After one vehicle scene, I put the controller down, took a deep breath and uttered, Holy shit, a second before Sam Drake (laughs) did. great game design where i felt the tension i felt for the first time that i was taking part in an action movie got lost frequently at the end of the game but a second character usually offers a hint and saves you the frustration of scouring the area for a ledge to jump onto
1: that's true i felt like when there was areas where i didn't know where to go eventually just the character a would just be like here it's
0: like <laughs> dipshit lastly i often share your opinions on games and have purchased many games based on your reviews that said you are very critical of deus ex despite liking adam jensen as a character deus ex is a last gen favorite of mine will you be giving the franchise a second chance with mankind divided i'm looking forward to it a great deal and hope it doesn't break my heart like metal gear 5 i played through deus ex human revolution on ps3 i love the setting I quite liked Adam Jensen as a character. I thought it was cool and he like, you know, has all these retracting bits and the shades that go into his face skin. Uh, but I didn't really enjoy it. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to Mankind Divided in the sense that I'm not going to get it at launch, but I'll see how it's reviewed. And if it's reviewed about the same as the last one, I'll, I'll probably jump into it at some point when it goes cheap.
1: Yeah, I'm not willing to give it a shot, to be honest. <laughs> I just, I'm just i not a big fan of first-person action stealth like I don't mind horror stealth right? but action stealth and then I don't like the art style that much it feels like I'm looking through a jar of mustard (laughs) Um, I've never done that I just I honestly can't say anything about the game because I I just know I wouldn't like it so why bother giving it a shot there we go (laughs) Simon has spoken. Unbiased opinion. <laughs> I don't use social networking except
0: occasionally use of Twitter, and don't often game multiplayer online. But I'm considering breaking my anti-social trend by joining the PSR UK community. Love Do you, it. bye. PlayStation Network ID: e- Xom Xom It's probably Xom maybe. E-X-O-M-I-X-I-S. You should join the community. You don't even have to sign up for anything. You're already on PSN. You can turn off notifications if you don't give a shit. Just post little things in there. Ask for help, advice. Post screenshots of your latest trophy accomplishments. That sort of stuff. Keep it spoiler free, obviously. Don't be a dick. Uh, But yeah, come and join. Thank you very much for finally getting in touch with us.
1: Yeah. I Um, need to find out
0: what his real name is because I didn't put it in for some reason.
1: He mentioned the um, Uncharted vehicle sequences. I found that I was really enjoying them. Um just being able to explore a little bit and then get out the car whenever you want to look around. Um, I thought that was some some of the best bits in the game.
0: This was from David Nash, and the subject line says, Apologies from a bastard. Because he sent us an email, you bastards. And he left us an iTunes review, you bastards. Uh, I liked the vehicle bits as well. I found the first one that they showed off a little while ago where you're driving down through the town and there's the big gun car yeah chasing you i didn't like that i found it was a bit too ambiguous and i may have been just an absolute total idiot in that section but a couple of times i got a bit turned around and i wasn't too sure where to go the audio cues came in a bit too late for me and i wasn't sure which way i was meant to be turning um and it kind of ruined it for me that section i found pretty frustrating but the later ones with cars i thought were great yeah
1: i was basically just heading down the hill and just kind of found my way that way what i did think was You know, for a game all about set pieces, most of those set pieces involve that one fucking truck. (laughs) Do you realise that? Did you notice? The
0: the bit later on where he shows up again, I thought was fantastic. Yeah. That was insane. That was just going crazy.
1: But do you remember the way Amy Amy Hennig used to write Uncharted? She said that she'd sit down, write the set pieces, and then link them together. Right. I struggle to find any set pieces in this one that are, are as iconic as, like, falling out of a plane or fighting on an exploring train or something
0: yeah yeah I, I mean there are there are bits they they try to keep a bit more grounded i mean if you described yeah. half the shit that happened in uncharted 4 to someone there that's uninitiated they say whoa how the hell is this guy still walking around <laughs> you know there is crazy stuff in there but it's it's not quite on the level of insanity that the previous games are but it, yeah. it was just ramping up too high they mm-hmm. couldn't possibly go bigger than that without no, going to no. space or something
1: oh uncharted in space in
0: space <laughs>
1: Um, what I thought about the vehicle sex, there was one bit later on in the game where you're kind of in a jungle in one of the vehicles. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that for for whatever reason, and, and that, I think it was just that one level, I don't think it was the same in the earlier desert level where you had a car, he does not leave second gear. <laughs> <laughs> he's first and then he's second. <laughs> and the engine, you're going at like 50 miles an hour and it's just like...
0: <clears throat> And I'm cart. thinking
1: just change gear and you can actually see like it looks like the gear stick in the car is in second because he changes gear when, you, when he's meant to and I was like why am I meant I'd, to be going I'd love stalled? it if
0: that was some sort of in joke among the Naughty Dog employees like there's someone they know who does that or something
1: <laughs> it felt like that I was like oh this is weird am I missing
0: something here what's the button to change gear <laughs> next question Sam
1: the next one is from Big Rich again. Yeah, we should probably like take off the names of people who have written in more than once a week, so that it seems like we've got tons of emails. <laughs> what? Give
0: them a different name. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is from Small Dick. This is this is from. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to top that joke. So. Wipe. <laughs> mm. uh, wipe supremacy is back again. For fuck's sake, there's enough in this world that divides us without adding our methods of shit removal from the list. I personally adhere to the Arnold J. Rimmer methodology, which I strongly believe can unite us all. One up, one down, one to polish.
0: Come off it. Whose diet is that good? I That's was all say, you need. Come yeah. on. Don't be ridiculous.
1: If I did that, uh, there would be a lot of shit in my pants.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't You wouldn't be able to wipe back to front properly anyway. You'd get it everywhere.
1: <laughs> uh, maybe he means to like polish the balls after he's covered them in shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gotta have those shiny balls, man.
1: Translation, front to back, back to front One for good luck
0: See, that's nice, I like that. how how that brings everyone together
1: Yeah Uh, And we'd all be dirty bumholed together Yeah, because
0: no one would be wiping properly You'd have to go the opposite direction at least once To how you're used to doing it
1: Mm -hmm. By the way, Simon, you said that you Also, the one for good luck, what way is that?
0: Uh, That's that's the sideways That's the sideways wipe that uh, Video Imposter Ben was talking about last week
1: That's inside, you have to like Put the tissue around your finger and put it in a little bit
0: Notice how the respondent did send us an email this week, but it was not about wiping.
1: Yeah. So I have
0: a feeling he's never going to get back in touch about that again.
1: I was hoping for like Vox Pops, just like random people getting asked, what way do you wipe? Even if he just
0: does a different voice and pretends to be interviewing someone else.
1: <laughs> By the way, Simon, you said that you might have said the best sentence you ever said. You were wrong. You definitely said the best sentence you've ever said and ever will say it. Please say it again. <laughs> Did I really say this?
0: <laughs> this was uh, this was what the white respondent wrote.
1: All right, how dost thou wipe thine turd caked anus post defecation? Mm. It's a good sentence. Yeah, it's nice. Should be the start of a book. <laughs> the final, the finest use of the English language that shall ever be. I think this sentence should feature somewhere on the Leisure suit Larry framed desk on Ben's wall. Big rich. You see, I'm thinking of putting a quote on it. Yeah, I want the quote to be related to the trophy. Yeah, I was kind of hoping it'd be relevant.
0: Like, I don't. I, I'm happy to have something that that says it basically implies. Look at this idiot. Look at what he did. But it, but I it, no. don't want it to be like overtly. No, it's just, not going to be like just a load of swear words or whatever.
1: It's going to be a quote of something that you've said to sort of support your problem, and it's going to be a quote. So I'm going to go back and listen to some of those earlier episodes and. I was suggesting to you quote.
0: yesterday the the quote from the start of Uncharted 4. I am a man of fortune, so I will seek my fortune. And then it's just Ledger Suit Larry in a frame.
1: But your 100th trophy was not Uncharted 4, so I'm afraid that won't do. Mm. Oh, I was also thinking, what if there's a quote from Ledger Suit Larry? <laughs> oh, yeah, I wrote down some... You wrote down some really funny ones. Some yeah.
0: fake... Are they fake or are they not? And they're all true.
1: Yeah. So I'm still deciding, but that will get framed. okay next question
0: dear boys after listening to your latest podcast about world war one being used as a theme in a first person shooter game can't remember the franchise battlefield it got me thinking about what the most offensive game you could produce would be possibly and you need to hold on to your pants here simon flight sim twin twin towers or hitler's oven dash Maybe a minigame in GTA 5 where you have to drive an ambulance and pick up pregnant prostitutes and take them to the abortion clinic. You're welcome to the IP on that one. Cheers. Trotty. Brackets. Not Martin Freeman. <laughs> Who I'm afraid, by the way, I think Martin Freeman might have died. Oh, Well. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ
1: no, he probably actually thought you know what that was a lot of emails I'm going to not send one in this week or maybe
0: week. we upset him and he just thought you know what fuck these guys I'm not going to bother anymore I hope you're I hope you okay Martin I hope you're still listening because I've had a few people interact with me this week who've who have mentioned you by name so you're, you're sort now. of like yeah you're like infamous among our listeners so you need to you know
1: Send us a sign, you're still alive. Anyway. Trotty's idea for the GTA Five ambulance game. That does sound like a mission you would do. It sounds like that is... They've dropped the ball, and you know you get the police missions and the ambulance missions. The ambulance one should definitely be this. It should be, like, really offensive things that you go and help people with, and that should be, like, one of them.
0: Now, I'm not comfortable revealing too much about the depths of my depravity okay because we all have okay. that side to us right so i'm 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 not going to name the most offensive game i could think that i would create right because i might reveal too much so i am going to name one that does exist okay it's unsurprisingly simon a japanese game and it is one where you stalk a mother and her two teenage daughters and you rape them that is a game wow that is a game that exists and it is banned in most places
1: See, this is the thing.
0: Are you just going to give a blanket statement about Japan again? Is that what's going to happen, right? Basically,
1: now? yeah. Yeah, okay. It's I, and awesome. it's 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 not. I for for not one minute do I think that every Japanese person is like that, or even most of them. Uh, it's probably less than one percent. But why? Why do they make those games? <clears throat> why do they make those TV shows? And there's so much sexism in their in their popular culture that it's it's quite frankly disgusting.
0: To be honest, I'd even though it's appalling, I'd rather they be doing that than shooting up schools, stabbing each other or blowing themselves
1: up, which seems the Japanese have got a handle (laughs) on not doing in their society,
0: which is pretty good.
1: That's a bit different.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, different evils and all that, but you're right, it's pretty fucked up.
1: Well, the thing is, though, Mm. as evil as those things are that happen in some countries, everyone accepts that they're wrong, whereas... Those games that are so sexist and are just like—I'm
0: fairly sure it's banned in Japan. At least that is. That, if it's that, banned that's, in
1: Japan, then that's different.
0: That's a that's a layer of fucked upness that I don't think they they accept.
1: But there's a sort of there's a sort of underlying sexism in most anime. There's a creepy, sexy, like, hanging out sexy culture uh,
0: over there. Yeah, that's that's a bit a bit creepy. Um, yeah. And it's it's always fun when you come across that in games that have been localized to the West because you can tell the localization team was sort of went, well, "What the fuck are we going to do with this? <laughs> and it's just they usually tackle it in quite an amusing way so it's good stuff obviously it's not good stuff but it's good stuff in the games apart from the rape game please read the next question
1: uh, the next one is this okay this is Big Rich again this is Big Rich again he wants to be the next Martin maybe this is Martin Freeman and he's read, just taking read someone the else's first sentence last email guys I promise the many questions of Martin Freeman might have rubbed off on me oh god
0: <laughs> Richard Freeman <laughs>
1: I'll start with an admission of a guilty pleasure. I am a fully grown human being man person of almost 32 years in age. I'm six foot four and this is like a dating website.
0: <laughs> I like going for walks and stuff.
1: And I'm affectionately described by my friends as being built like a brick house.
0: I like how he's put an exclamation mark in the place of the eye just in case we A didn't know what shit was or B were going to be offended by the yeah. fucking word shit
1: <laughs> but one of my favourite games of all time is Harvest Moon I fucking love Harvest Moon the PS1 re-release on the PSP was the best version in my opinion and having recently bought a Vita, I wanted to play it on my new machine. I checked the store, and it wasn't available. So I Googled it and found out it was available on the US store. I emailed Sony; <laughs> he really likes this game. I emailed Sony to <laughs> to see what the official advice was on accessing US content, and they replied saying that all I needed to do was create a US account, which I did, and bought the game. Hmm. I then found out that you can only use you can only have one PSN account linked to your Vita memory card at a time and that to swap your account between regions means resetting the Vita factory settings, reformatting the memory card, and then re-downloading your content from that region. What the fuck? I'm going to buy a second memory card and have one set up for UK and one set up for US, but even doing this, you have to restore the factory settings on the Vita and watch that goddamn welcome video every time that you can't skip. Not a customer-friendly solution, if you ask me. What are your thoughts on this?
0: yeah it's absolutely not a customer friendly solution, and people have been bitching and moaning about that since the Vita first came out. It's incredibly irritating and um so irritating in fact that i I don't even bother with that shit if there's a game that you really really want to play that's only on the u s store, which is very uncommon these days anyway, then unfortunately those are just the hoops you've got to jump through it sucks, but that's that's just how it works. It's a rubbish
1: possible solution if mm. you really like the game and you should play it at home um you could get what Ben was talking about earlier and get a PlayStation TV. Yeah, che- double have, check that it's compatible with that game. And you have could your get your
0: Have um, your US memory card in that and then keep your uh-huh. your UK memory card in your Vita or whatever. Save you some ball ache. And then, you know, as I said, PlayStation TV is so cheap, so cheap. And if you ever want to, you know, stop me from... Well, I'm never going to stop talking about Persona 4, but if you want to know what the fuck I'm talking about, you can get a Persona 4 for £6. If you've got a PS4 or a PS3, you can use your controller on the PlayStation TV, and you can get that for 15 mm-hmm. So for the price less than the price of a PS4 game, you could get a console and a Vita game that's amazing that you'll play for at least 50 hours.
1: But it doesn't have Netflix, and that is retarded. It doesn't have Netflix, and so you could
0: just throw it in the bin, really. Buy it and throw it in the bin.
1: It's like the... It's the sort of... The last couple of years have been the years of Roku players and Apple TVs and Amazon video players... Mm. And they released PlayStation TV without Netflix. Netflix isn't
0: on Vita either in the UK.
1: That's so stupid.
0: It is. It's on everything else though, so surely you've got something with you that will play it.
1: Also, whilst I was in the US store, I saw that many games appeared to be cheaper than they are in the UK store. Given how simple it is to distribute digital content, do you think it's fair of Sony to be giving some customers access to content and not others, and then charging different customers different amounts depending on where they live? Well, I actually didn't mention this. I meant to when we talked about PS Plus. Those discounts you get, it's like discounting a small amount from something that's overpriced. It, to me, those discounts aren't even a factor.
0: Yeah, yeah. you got to wait until they're sort of like sub £20 and then you might be getting a decent deal.
1: But the actual, the reason it's more expensive in the UK could just be our, our VAT. We have higher VAT. Mm. Which I has mean, a different they, name over there. But.
0: There are various reasons for it. It's complicated licensing stuff usually, but it sucks and it's really, it is really annoying. Sometimes you do just want to buy the US version, and you can do that on PS4 with relative ease as well. You don't have to switch, you know, your your account. Well, you do have to switch accounts, but you don't have to reset your console and that sort of stuff. So, it's it's annoying, but unfortunately, until we all have the same currency, this is how it's going to stay.
1: A couple more emails to go, and then we're finished. The uh,
0: yeah, that was from Big Rich. Scroll down.
1: Uh, this one is from
0: Malachi who reaches out on Facebook, you know, briefly how we may, we were talking, I think maybe last week or the week before about whether or not we've received any hate mail. Yes. And you said that sometimes, or at least once we got a really not nasty, but a very scathing email that was very oh, constructive email. as well.
1: The, that was the actions review. Oh, it
0: was a review. Okay. Yeah. Well, Malachi reached out and said that he hated the background music for this section. Now, this is music in the past that we have been complimented on. But, as you rightfully pointed out, Simon, when we were discussing it, we're getting a lot of questions these days. And perhaps a 45-minute loop of da 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 can get pretty annoying. And Malachi was so offended by it that he reached out to us. And we made a change. We now have different music, and it fades in 30 seconds, and then it fades out the last 30 seconds. And so he says, Hey, motherfucker faces. <ín> I noticed less shitty clown music on the last podcast. Actually, I can't recall hearing any at all. Superb. I have a question for yours. Is Colin Moriarty from Kinda Funny actually a pretentious little know-it-all douche stain that is pretty much hated by everyone on Earth, or is he not? I hear him bang on about... Games not being hard enough, then he doesn't play Demon Souls, Dark Souls, nor Bloodborne. He fucking plays shitty old Mega Man and feels like that gives him any form of credibility. Ha! Anyway, to sum up, Colin Moriarty, colon, cunt, or proper cunt, Malachi. <laughs> now, there are no other podcasts except ours, that's a fact. Yeah,
1: that is fact.
0: But I have heard of this Colin Moriarty, and I hear that he might do some sort of internet radio thing, which obviously is totally different from a podcast and doesn't threaten us at all. You've expressed some irritation at him in the past. I am less willing to talk too much about him because, not that we run in the same circles, but I feel like talking shit on someone that is in a similar field to you is potentially detrimental to any sort of progression should those issues come up again later on. Having said that...
1: He's a proper cunt. (laughs) He
0: is a proper cunt, isn't he? He really is, and... He I do like listening. I love listening yeah, to same. their PlayStation podcast. I like it, but sometimes he just says shit that you think, what the fuck? Like every game, Simon, every single game that's ever been released on PlayStation 4, did you know that Colin Moriarty played it first? Did you know that he was championing it before anyone else? Why do you why does he have the compulsion to say that? Why does he need to be the first person he is who was talking about such a anything? yeah oh it's infuriating i was it's actually thinking when i saw
1: this email and and so many so many of the things that he says annoy me and i listen to the podcast every week i was thinking we could have a segment where we just take a little Share clip of Moriarty something he sense. says and just rip it to shreds
0: it could be our talking point for the show each week
1: it could be i uh, mean too it would much be so promotion
0: easy. the less said about this guy the better but i like his yeah. show i like their show and they have such unbelievable access to stuff that we couldn't even begin to imagine getting access to. And if we did, it'd be totally different. But those guys don't pay for their games and you've got to remember that. You know, they do good stuff and they have opinions based on, you know, the countless games they get to play all day because that's their job to play games, which yeah. is which is great. They do a good podcast, but he says some shit sometimes that really just pisses me
1: off. <laughs> I was actually listening to a different podcast that doesn't exist at all, and it's the official PlayStation one.
0: Oh really? Is okay. that another one of those internet radio things?
1: Yeah, and uh, and it started to annoy me, and it started to annoy me because because they're paid by Sony.
0: Is that the broadcast
1: or the, the... broadcast? Yeah. Okay. Because they're paid by Sony and they work for PlayStation, they do not say anything.
0: Yeah. Do bad. not go there for opinions or reviews or advice. Don't. They, they said do that.
1: that Destiny had done so much for game design, and I almost <laughs> vomited all over, all over myself. <laughs> So yeah, I was thinking we could have we could have like um, a segment where it's here's why you shouldn't listen to our uh, competitors. (laughs) Yeah, let's.
0: Let's. This is why I didn't really want to touch this area. But if we're gonna get into it, let's get into it and get out of our systems now. Okay, I've said my piece. He's a prick, and Mm -hmm. and there we go.
1: I sometimes do want to bring up some some things I hear in different podcasts because the end of the day we will have some crossover listeners. And I, I, it worries me that people will listen to Blogcast or they will listen to these other ones with Colin Moriarty on them. They'll hear those opinions, that they they say them as if they're fact. And I, like I said about Uncharted today, I, I know that these are just my opinions and people will disagree. That's fine. I uh, openly encourage you to email me and let me know that. But I, it worries me that people are being fed lies and they're getting... Given these opinions that are just so weird and warped and it's like it's so wrong mm. um so sometimes I, I do want to bring up some of the stuff they say just to sort of give an an opposite opinion on it
0: you want to know how much he irritates me
1: you cut your nipple off
0: yeah and i posted it to him <laughs> but that's besides the point when we went to egx and we played Homefront: the revolution yeah and it was appalling yes I have been secretly and I know people who work at Dambuster and I know how troubled that development has been and I know it's been reviewed poorly and it's probably not going to sell too well either. I have been sitting here rubbing my nipples with glee since we played it in September last year because I knew Colin Moriarty was excited for it and I knew it was bad. (laughs) <laughs> that is the level of hatred you're not like i hatred. don't care no, if it costs hatred. hundreds no, of jobs hatred. that's the level of irritation he poses to me that's that's yeah exactly people people potentially losing their jobs over this shit it's awful and it's such a shame but colin Morati's really looking forward to it and he's trumpeting it and he is going to be hashtag colin was wrong about that
1: yeah I do. I. I do. I don't want. You know. I don't want to talk about them anymore. We're giving him too much. Just our podcast is better than this. So see you later.
0: Un, unzipped the bean bag now.
1: Um. Yeah. And the evil Ben's coming out. The yeah. next question comes hmm. from Ethan Helberg. Yes. And he says, "Hello, Simon and Ben. First Hello. off, I wanted to ask what you thought about Cap Three. What's
0: that? Captain America.
1: Oh, right. I was personally disappointed that Iron Man and Cap didn't stop fighting because of someone's name. I don't."
0: You want to read the rest, that, oh. that next bit and I'll Martha.
1: explain Martha. See, I've not seen the film. None of this yeah. makes sense to me. Keep going. Just joking. But how do you see the future of the MCU and DCCU? Marvel Comic Universe and DC Comics? DC Comic Cinematic Universe.
0: Universe. Okay. Um, yeah, so that bit there, the, the Martha thing.
1: <laughs> Did you see Batman
0: vs. Superman? No. Basically, Batman and Superman's mum share the name Martha.
1: I like where okay? this is going
0: they both have the name martha okay batman gets all his gadgets with his little green powder in it to make superman go all shit they have a big old fist fight batman beats the shit out of superman and is about to deal the killing blow when i think lois lane shows up conveniently and says something to do with superman's mum martha and Batman essentially does the brooding, grumpy equivalent of going, "Oh no way man your your mum's name is Martha too. We should totally be best friends. <laughs> That's literally what happens Wow, uh yeah, and without going into spoilers in Captain America three, they're fighting for various parental reasons mm. at some point, which explains that
1: there yeah. we are. well, the future of the the actual films i I haven't seen Captain America. I don't think there is such a thing as the D C cinematic universe because they're, they're building all fucking it. wank.
0: They're building it and I don't think it's gonna be particularly right at this point. No,
1: it's not gonna be that. I mean, how long have Marvel been building theirs and they've only just started doing like verses and they just come out 10 with years? Oh, we've only got two comic book heroes that anyone gives a shit about, so let's just make them fight. Yeah.
0: Here's a, here's an Aquaman film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, so so the guys. DC
1: you want, DC one isn't even worth talking about. Um now that Christopher Nolan isn't doing Batman films. Mm. The Marvel one I've noticed they've stopped putting numbers at the end of films because they acknowledge ridiculous. they're making too many of them. It's getting hard to follow them. And quite frankly, I don't care anymore unless it's Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: It's it's going to get very convoluted and complicated. They are starting to phase out some of their original Avengers. So I don't think um, Chris Evans is signed on for many yeah. more Captain America appearances. Robert Downey Jr. is done with his Iron Man films, that sort of stuff. So that's why they're introducing a new wave of people. But again it's going to be very difficult to get people into the series now. It's not like, you know, Harry Potter had, what, eight films for the mm-hmm. seven books? How many books were there? Seven?
1: don't know. I Something think there like was that. one that was split into two. Yeah,
0: the know. last one was two. Um, and it's 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 not so bad in Marvel in that you can just jump into one of them, but there are so many Easter eggs and stuff. And if you're watching The Avengers, you're going to have no idea who these guys are unless you sit down and watch 10 years worth of films. Mm-hmm. So As someone who's been there since the beginning, I'm absolutely loving the ride and I hope they do it forever until it self-destructs and implodes. I don't know how that's going to work from a business model um, in terms of getting new people to start watching if it's going to get so complicated that only people who have been around or seen all the films are going to understand it. But I'm loving it. I'm really enjoying it.
1: Well, The thing is, these characters are all... I mean, most of them are all quite well-known characters and and at the end of the day, when a kid and his mum or whatever go to the cinema and they want to see something when there's a comic book film on by marvel people will see it so they'll always make money but it's getting to the point now where it is almost like a comic book universe i guess that was the point yeah it's but there's a, a reason universe. there's a reason why a lot of people don't read comic books and it's because that is such a it's an difficult undertaking to understand advantage. everything yeah.
0: that's going on yeah yeah, I, I, apart from a couple of sort of slightly weaker entries, they, they've done a really good job of not making a a very bad Marvel Cinematic Universe film yet, which I think has to be a, a applauded, because yeah. it's, it's quite an achievement. Yeah. And there we go. Uh,
1: and then he says, uh, now on to games and shit. One, what do you think about the Uncharted 4 trophy list? I haven't really looked at it that much, but isn't it just the same as the others?
0: No, no. The others are get 30 kills with this weapon, get 30 kills with this weapon, get 30 kills with this weapon, get this many headshots mm-hmm. in a row. Like okay. they, They're pretty much exactly the same. This one has some of that stuff where there's combat-related things like kill four enemies with one grenade explosion, gets this many headshots, get this many stealth takedowns, that sort of stuff. But there's about... 10, 15 trophies that are actually hidden that are related to specific things you can do in the game that you don't have to do. Okay. Which causes you to go back, causes forces you to go back and actually see some extra stuff you didn't know you could do before, which is quite cool. That's a good thing, yeah. Like extra little tidbits, you know, that in previous games you might not even do like um, look at a particular thing in the environment and that will trigger a line of dialogue or whatever. In this, that might have a trophy attached to it.
1: They're all quite small things. I noticed I got yeah. one when like a lemur ate an apple slice yes, or something. Is exactly. It all it's it's like all that? stuff
0: like that. So little okay. things that you might not have missed. I, I don't mind it. It's it's not so bad. It's just collecting all the trophies. Just collection trophies are a, a real ball like. Mm-hmm.
1: But at least you get a little reward. You get to see something you missed. So that's yes. that's a good thing. And Remember, you
0: can cheat it as well.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> there's there's uh, the, Ben coming out in you. Yeah,
0: here I am. Hello. <laughs> the uh, You don't have to finish the game on crushing. <laughs> You don't have to do a speed run and you don't have to finish the whole game doing um, with 70% accuracy. Above. Why not? There's, there's a save data thing you can do. There's a guide. As long as you started your game when the game was at patch 1, 1.01, 1.02 or 1.03, then you're okay to do it. And basically, you start a new game on crushing, back up your save data, go to a certain point, copy it onto a USB, have a little fiddle about, come back, play the epilogue, pause it, quit, come back in, play the rest of the epilogue, and then all the trophies pop. Wow. So look into that if you're looking to get the platinum and don't want to absolutely ruin the game forever by forcing yourself to play through it on the hardest difficulty.
1: In other words, look into that if you want to be like Ben. Hello. Number (laughs) number two... Now that Naughty Dog is done with Uncharted 4, what should their next project be? Last of a sequel or a new IP? This has actually just jogged my memory about what it, the stupid thing was that Colin Moriarty was saying. Okay. And it's the this kind of opinion that gets fed to people and then they might start thinking it and then it might have a knock-on effect because there's so many listeners that it might happen and I would just hang myself. He said a very similar question to this. Um, I don't think it was the same listener, though. Very similar question. And he said that he was looking forward to a Last of a sequel mm-hmm. and he hopes that it is in the same universe as Joel and Ellie, the same characters, because there's so much more they need to tell. And I just think, did you used to review Games for a Living when you have such a, a small idea of a story arc and you're so clueless about video games that you think they should make a sequel to that? Mm. It's idiotic. That is, I don't even see that as being a, an opinion that a human being would have only a monster like Colin Moriarty would say yeah let's go back and let's fuck up what we did with Joel and Ellie because we need to see where they go next because everything needs to be spoon fed to us we need to have sequels until they die of old age because god forbid we should actually just think about what happens next
0: ok ok but let's not right talk over. about him again ok that's my right over that's We're my right over
1: alright if they do a last of a sequel I would like to see it set with a different overarching story with the same Sort of um, setting and the same enemies. That's what I would like to see. So, what I mean, what would you rather see—a a Last of Us sequel or a new IP?
0: Um, I'd love to see more of the Last of Us. That universe is rich.
1: Yeah, I think that I would love to see another another Last of Us game, but I'm equally excited to see a completely new thing. <laughs> um,
0: what they can cook up next?
1: Yeah, the thing is. Do they have two teams at Naughty Dog? I, they probably do.
0: Yeah, it feels like that, because someone was working on Uncharted 3 while they were working on The Last of Us.
1: Yeah, so I feel like The Last of Us 2 is already in production, and then after Uncharted, they might switch to a new IP. Mm-hmm. Uh, or after The Last of Us 2, they might switch to a new IP, whatever they call it. Sure. Um... Number three, lastly, it's been heavily rumoured that Daniel Craig refused a salary of $100 million to do just two more Bond films. If this is true, who should replace him? I vote for John Boyega, Finn from The Force Awakens, or better yet, Bobby Big I can imagine him saying the classic phrases already.
0: Yeah, that would be a great fit. Um, I'm not sure about John Boyega. I no, feel like he's a bit too young. He's way too young, yeah. Um, I would, I'd really like Idris Elba. Um,
1: I think he'd make a great Bond. He kind of has the sort of um, aura of a Bond, you know. He kind of has this, You can imagine him in a tux. He could. I think he, he definitely would. has
0: that swagger if he yeah, wanted to. Yeah, swagger. I mean, that's a can, good way of putting it.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, most most Bonds aren't that good. Apart from like Sean Connery and Daniel Craig, most of them have been a little bit shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, like well, if you go back, it's a campier time, I suppose, isn't yeah. it? Bond films used to be very campy. Pierce
1: um, Brosnan, though. I mean, anyone's going to be better than him. Maybe you shouldn't be living here! <laughs> One final thing for Ben to consider on the subject of wiping. Just kidding. <gasps> but wipe from back... Okay, so just kidding, but wipe front to back, you monster. Stop violating yourself. Fuck you, Ethan. I suggest you keep your copy of Leisure Suit Larry by your bedside, so every every time you try to sleep, you'll be haunted by your experiences of playing shit games for Platinums. Um, Simon is wrong about Mass Effect there. Now, I was mean to both of you. Okay, love you, bye, Ethan. I can't remember what I said about Mass Effect. I'm just so hateful that, I, you know, I can't remember all my hate speeches.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of hate in
1: you. <laughs> um, yeah, well, once it's framed, you can stick it wherever you want. You could put it next to your... Um, Next to your bed, I could do. You could mount it on the ceiling above your bed if you wanted. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I could. Next email, I
0: certainly could do that. Uh, next up, this is from. Oh, actually, we did this one. This is from Ben. Ben, we found that one. Uh, this this was actually a message I got on PSN. I wanted to read it out anyway. Okay. So this is from Dance seventy seven. D A N T Z seventy seven. Picked up Persona 4 from my Vita a couple of weeks ago on the basis of your recommendation in the past podcasts. That JRPG has got me well-hyped for Persona 5. Always gave Persona a miss over the years. have ploughed many hours into RPGs, so I'm glad I finally picked Persona 4 Golden Hub. The podcasts are going from strength to strength, and you and Simon are doing cracking shows, front to back forever.
1: Thanks, Dance. Thank you, Dance. And there we go. I think that's all the questions. Let's move on to the news then. Thanks for emailing in. If you want to email in for the next episode, it's fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk.
0: PSR UK News. Bringing you the latest news from across the world of PlayStation and beyond. With William McPinch and Bobbert Big Nuts, this is PSR UK News.
1: Here's today's headlines. Gran Turismo Sport is coming out this November. The Witcher 3's final expansion is 15GB. PS3 Batman games are getting remastered. Hideo Kojima's designed a logo. Prison Architect is coming out next month. And PlayStation Neo 4K, or PlayStation 4.5, could come out before October, according to some random French distributor. howdy day, I'm Willie McPinch. Gran Turismo is still a thing. What's the latest, Bobby?
0: Well, Willie, Gran Turismo is probably Sony's biggest franchise, and the next title in the series, Gran Turismo Sport, is coming out in the middle of November... It's said to have a more focused approach to the selection of cars you'll have available to you, so that probably means less of the wanky family saloons and more of the sport cars. Maybe that's why it's called Gran Turismo. Sport.
1: <laughs> 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 Batman. Yes,
0: Willie! Eh? It's been rumoured for a while, but it's now finally official. Batman Arkham Asylum and Batman Arkham City are both coming to the PS4 at the end of the July. They're being packaged together in a Blu-ray release. That means the retarded
1: little brother, Batman Arkham Origins, won't be getting a remaster. What a show. Hideo can I take a dump without getting in the headlines. What's he done now, Bobby?
0: Well, Willie, he? he's taken a poo, and it was fairly viscous with dark beige colouring. Looks like he's wiping now, and it's front of... No, no, he's upside down, and he's wiping against a cat scratcher. I'll leave him to that while I tell you about what else he's done this week. He's been revealing more about his next game. The logo of his new studio was always teased to be more than meets the eye. So this week, Kojima unveiled a sci-fi knight called Ludens, which has a helmet just like the logo. Revolutionary stuff. Truly exciting. Much logo. Such wow. He also says that they'll deliver the new play in the new future with the cutting-edge equipment, technology... On the frontier
1: spirit. Thanks for that video and thanks Google Translate. That was this week's top stories. Now it's over to Ben and Simon to find something to complain about. I'm Willie McPinch. And until next time, na 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 fuck off. Fan of Batman as well, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> a guy, a um What a what a dude. So yeah, there's a Grand Turismo game, that's good. Um for... it's not like it's not GT seven, I guess will be the next one. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know. So I, I think really it's more cap- of like a smaller title aimed at just sports cars, which is what I think they should have been doing all along. Does anyone play mm. GT seven or six or whatever to to play in a fucking Renault Clio? Does anyone do that?
0: I I played five with in the Fiat five hundred on certain courses.
1: Why it's though? fun
0: to have truly ter- just just to see who's the best racer in a terrible car. I when you're going 20 miles an hour up a hill. But uh,
1: there's always such a catalogue of them. Like it's, There's so many that you it just feels like a waste of time for them. I mean, yeah, put in yeah. five. Put in. I mean, it could be like top key, or they could just have the reasonably priced car, and that's it, just one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. They could do,
1: um, it could do. Batman, you're a big Batman fan. You also liked Arkham Origins, didn't you? So you, I upset. haven't played
0: Arkham Origins. I haven't played Arkham. Oh, it was one of the
1: listeners that was recommending you to, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, I, I will get around to that eventually. I don't know when though. Um, no PS4, you want? <laughs> not surprised because it's not one of Rocksteady's games. No. So there we go.
1: But they are being remastered in the Unreal Engine Four. So yeah, it's I'll a, get it. It's a good remaster. I'll get this collection. Yeah. And it's been a while since the uh, the original Asylum came out, so um, it's good to see that coming back. Um, just waiting for Dark Souls 1 now and Demon's Souls to get remastered keep dreaming and this Hideo Kojima thing is the fucking logo and all, yeah whatever
0: yeah Witcher 3's final expansion
1: Blood and Wine 15 gigabytes is huge apparently Um, they've also yeah. tweaked the UI apparently or the HUD
0: yeah they're completely reworking it supposedly which is good because it
1: always felt like a PC thing that was on console it's tiny yeah tiny stuff but uh, I've pre-ordered it awesome
0: I bought the physical edition again. The special edition from Game also comes with Gwent cards. Nice. I think it might be a different selection of Gwent cards. Twenty quid from Game. But well, when I, come, I can't
1: really go wrong with that. When is is it out soon? The DLC. I, I think it was rumored for May. I don't actually know. I'll have a look now. Because when I do see you next, we can play Gwent in real life. We can video it and put it up on YouTube. Oh yeah, we that could. That's cool. cool.
0: Uh, ha, 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 ha. well, it's thirty hours long supposedly, and it's about the size of the Scaliger Isles. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's it's bigger than a lot of games, a lot of good games. I mean, you will be playing that longer than you'll be playing Uncharted, unless you love the online. So it's a it's a hell of a DLC, and it puts yeah. things like Far Harbor to shame. I re, I mean, Far Harbor's really good, and I like it, and I got a really good deal on it. But when you compare it to the Witcher DLC, it's just massive. Thirty first of May. Um. It really is like a like an expansion, like a PC Yeah, expansion.
0: CD Projekt Red have just been hitting it out of the park with yeah. these uh, expansions, two massive expansions, and then loads of free DLC, including New Game Plus, which they gave away for free. Yeah, really cool. Good stuff.
1: Um, I want to also say that coming up in future episodes, I will be mm. talking about Doom, because I'm going to buy that today. <gasps> cool. Um, I've heard some really good things, and the things that I've heard is non-regenerating health, health packs... Um, and as a result of that, it means you're not hiding behind cover, feeling like the enemies are better than you. It means that you're running about, ripping out their hearts, and punching them in the face. Mm. And it's sort of like it's sort of like what I was saying about Uncharted. I want to feel like a badass. And that game is the kind of game that makes you feel like a badass. So I thought, yeah, that sounds like the kind of game I'm in the mood for, and it's just come out, so I'll, I'll pick up that, and I'll, I'll let people know what I think.
0: And then you can stop being so frustrated because you can go into that and rip heads off and stuff, and then feel all peaceful inside. Yes,
1: exactly. Work on your your chi or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did I miss it? Did, did Willie miss anything in the news this week?
0: Not that I'm aware of. And um,
1: there's also rumours, more rumours about PlayStation 4.5 that it could be coming out at the the end of Sony's second half of their fiscal year. Basically, with that translate as before October. Um, so basically that means that E3 is next month. I think it's like less than a month away now. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing some E3 predictions soon. And it looks like the big thing from their Sony's conference is going to be the 4.5. Right. Um,
0: that we've never heard of, so it will be a surprise. Yeah,
1: but it'll be good to you know put all those rumours to bed and see what the facts <clears> are. And yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And to be honest, I'm going to get it. And my PlayStation's sounding worse and worse by the day. Um, I'm struggling with the hard drive size and I'm playing on a big TV at the moment and I'm not sitting that far away and you can really, really you can notice some of the things that I can imagine will be just a tiny bit better on the 4.5 um, and I'm looking forward to that
0: here we go, end of the
1: show end of the show oh hello, didn't hear you come in I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagall and what I find goes best with a glass of brandy Open fireplace and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me. So go on. Get listening.
0: End of the show. End End of the show. End of the show. End of the show. Thank you so much for listening with those little flaps that cover your ears. You have the little ear flaps? Headphones? Headphones? No, it's little bits of skin that cover your ear holes. Sometimes little flaps.
1: <laughs> you are not evolved like a human. I'm one of those? <laughs> maybe, or maybe I'm more evolved. <laughs> maybe you can like choose when not to listen to things.
0: Exactly, I can move my ears without using my hands. By the way, so yeah, can I. Have I, that. I have that. It have moves that
1: scalp. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> it moves like the whole of your head when you do that. I can do it without doing. Really, without any of your like your your fringe moving, without any hair moving. Yep. Wow. I'm doing it right now. You're I'll show you freak. one
0: day. Yeah, well, I'm I'm in the X-Men film.
1: <laughs> we need someone with flaps. <laughs> Get the ear flap, boy. <laughs> what about Rooney? No, we need Ben Potter. <laughs> Rooney's ears are way too big. He couldn't possibly cover them with any kind of flap. That video was truly awful, I'm going to post it on our Facebook. Did you watch it? the trailer yeah the fake trailer yeah I saw that Ah, it's so bad it's disgusting I
0: think I called it putrid filth when I retweeted it it's (laughs) the worst kind of tie in Uh, Simon where can people find us
1: they can find us online on our website www.playstationradio.co.uk on there you can find all plethora of things mostly old things um, some good things like montages of our best bits and all that kind of stuff.
0: Lots of sexy things.
1: Exactly. And you can find our links to our PSN IDs, to our Twitter IDs. Our podcast Twitter is at PS Radio UK. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash PlayStation Radio UK. <laughs> um, and our YouTube is youtube.com slash PlayStation Radio UK. There's a PlayStation 4 community which you can jump in and show your screenshots and all that kind of stuff, what, what yeah. trophy achievements you've got. Um, what else can you do? That's basically it? Uh, what
0: would you do? Twitter, Facebook, iTunes? iTunes? Leave us an
1: iTunes review, you bastards, because that really helps us climb the rankings. Yeah, I mean, we've got two here. Awesome. You want to read the first one? Yeah, let's just scroll down and see that. The first one comes from ExoMixis. ExoMixis. Yeah, who, who
0: sent us an email earlier on. Yeah, and that's... To apologise.
1: That's... Uh, and it's David Nash. It? And it's titled My Favourite Gaming Podcast. It says, a well-informed... <gasps> professional and highly entertaining playstation podcast that has given me much enjoyment over the years honest spoiler free reviews and discussions about the state of video game industry from two gentlemen who clearly love their gaming that said i must look forward to the i most look forward to the hilarious and off-topic conversations between the hosts that have me laughing out loud in public places while listening on my way to work keep up the fantastic work and i'm sorry it has taken me so long to thank you for all the effort you've put in Thanks very much. You're very
0: welcome. Just think, if, if that's just one person, how many others of you are, are out there Yeah, just lurking? H- who- just lurking. 136 people in our community, far more listeners than that.
1: And we don't have 100 and thi- uh, 100 and thi- 136. That's a good point.
0: Uh, iTunes reviews, do we? Yeah. So what
1: are you doing? If we, what are you doing, guys? If we had 136 um, reviews on iTunes just from the people in our community, hmm. we would be probably among the top three places and podcasts in the world. Uh, and we yeah. do more content for that, so please consider signing up um, and leaving one for us. What's the next one say?
0: One of the greats! Two exclamation marks! I have an issue with that, Simon. What's that? It's not. It's not grammatically correct. I have an issue because it says one
1: of, and not just the best.
0: Well, yeah, that that was my second <laughs> issue. First one is it's grammatically incorrect to have more than one piece of punctuation in a row unless it's an ellipsis dot dot dot
1: because he put two exclamation marks
0: he puts two exclamation marks which is not acceptable and also one of the greats implies that there are others which implies that there are other podcasts which we all know there aren't uh this is from eureka fresh who redeems that faux pas by having an excellent name if you spend any time listening to gaming podcasts this is an absolute must to exclamation hey the
1: more you say this the the quicker he's going to go back on and change that to a three (laughs) star. (laughs)
0: <laughs> high production quality hilarious banter. I like that he that people appreciate the production quality yeah, yeah. that's
1: there's a lot of I think that there. is a lot of our appeal as your your degree was in, in radio production so you've got a lot of uh, pedigree behind this podcast I got
0: spit shine it like a like a doom of balls yep. we were talking about shiny balls earlier I think yeah. it's kind of relevant Unforgettable characters and a real sense of care each host brings to every episode. It's seriously one of the best shows on iTunes, so in the words of Richard McGonagall, go on, get listening.
1: Awesome. Thanks very ah, much for that. Thank
0: you very much, Eureka Fresh. Two exclamation marks.
1: <laughs> That's going to be a one-star a one star review tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going
0: to change it. They were not nice. One star. <laughs> <laughs> Simon thank you so much for playing today and uh, we're not going to do a podcast next week because I'm busy but we'll do one shortly after maybe the Monday
1: back holiday Monday yeah hopefully we can also squeeze in some time to do a spoiler cast
0: coil out an, I, uh, an iTunes and Uncharted
1: before before cast, we forget what, what happens squeeze it out in the game
0: yeah forget everything after a week yeah that tends to happen doesn't it it does instantly forget Simon thank you very much thanks for having me Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for having me. This is like a mutual shared.
1: Thanks, Mum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Don't forget to take your cake and party hat home with you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Love, Love you. Bye. All. Bye. You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. Find out more. Go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at psradiouk. So, if you've never played a computer game, don't dismiss
1: them. There are games for all mentalities. It's just that the good games are hidden behind a mass of.